0: Actually, high grade creator high 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 grade
1: Welcome to the Great Cricket Podcast. On today's show, England claimed the Wisden Trophy two one after some gorgeous, clean Ollie Pope runs. Stuart Broad's ten for, thus taking him past five hundred of your Test wickets. And Chris Woakes's underrated salad. Raheem Cornwall didn't do anything, but we need to talk about the ultimate base selection on top of some IPL chat and being forced to turn up in your club match in whites. Jack Leach is on the show from the bubble in Manchester to talk about the NHS, and a surprising defence of his own rig. Mitchell Stark is on the show from in the Northern Beaches to discuss baiting, Coley, Warners, TikToks, and Golden Balls. Cummins, hashtag ask centres around umpires with criminal convictions, being called daddy kisser by your mates, and what to do if a love interest likes cricket. This is all thanks to Budgie Smuggler, Smuggleruk.com. and also, Pezza, Wisden Cricket Monthly, who are offering a good little deal... To our listeners, which we'll talk about a little later in the show. My name is Ian Higgins, and I'm joined by Sam Perry Pezza. G'day, good afternoon, good evening, and good nights to you. How are you? Very well, thank you. Good to be here in your uh, yeah Melbourne homestead working. All right, enough of that. Sorry, <laughs> Stuart Broad's 500th Test wicket. Yeah, you know, 501 Test wickets. It, it brought a question to my mind: Have you ever witnessed a, an achievement of such you know grandiose, yeah. you know, uh, whatever? Um, Majesty. Yes, thank you. Uh, With little to no fanfare, obviously referring to there being a lack of crowd, which I felt sorry for him about.
2: I thought about it. He goes. Thank you for that question. You you preempted this question. I had some time to prepare. And, of course, you scan your memory all the time. uh, Endlessly. Being part of the grade cricketer for things that happened while you played grade cricket. And you think, geez, Mm -hmm. I really should be able to, you know, come up with things that had little to no fanfare. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, during my career Because that's literally what happens But I've yes. got I've not got a cricket example Actually I've got a recent example Perfect From outside the cricket sphere mm-hmm. uh, It came online uh, On Saturday night uh, July 25 A tweet from At um, 1N underscore Higgins <laughs> And it said Sitting in my apartment With no lights on Thinking that if we put A giant mirror Approximately 66 million Light years away in space We'd be able to see dinosaurs Ha 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 Yeah I'll have another glass Thanks mate Cheers See you later Bye Now I think this was a great achievement without much fanfare because it limped to 91 likes. <laughs> okay. But I thought it was really good. I thought, good little metaphysician.
1: <laughs> Thanks. So. Someone said that actually that would also work if it was 33 million light years away. Yeah. And as you know, I don't do anything by halves, mm. so, can you you see know. Can
2: you see into the past with that?
1: Well, because if you're looking in your own mirror, if you're looking at any any mirror, right, the yeah. actual reflection that you're looking at is actually about like four nanoseconds or something from what you're actually seeing. Is that true? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If you are a
3: metaphysician Nothing's out life. there. Yeah. Nothing's
2: life. Nothing is life. That's Nothing's very life. good. If you are if you are familiar with whether we can uh, see into the past with mirrors, as mm-hmm. Ian has just alleged, please let us know. I would love some more information on that as we expand this podcast beyond uh, <laughs> broads 500 Test wickets <laughs> and whatnot. So, yeah, mate. Yeah, I mean, you're right, you you rightly said the correct answer is everything that's
1: ever happened on a great cricket field has no fans. That's theory. right,
2: that's right. But are they achievements? That's right. <laughs> or are they a waste of time? Yeah, exactly. Joe
1: Rogan was actually talking about uh, video games, uh, how they're like a massive waste of time. But you don't achieve anything. <laughs> you don't achieve anything. And then, as people have pointed out, well, he does like three hour long podcasts just sitting around smoking mm. weed and drinking wine. So, mm. you know, he's selling t- it for 120 million at Spotify. And rightfully so. Mm. Come and get me, plea. Great cricketer. People aren't talking about Chris Wokes' a salad. No, it's it's really good, it's really good, and he's nice. He's a nice guy. He's the kind of guy like you know, like he, he'll call you the next morning. Yeah, he'll call you the next morning.
2: Yeah, Warwickshire boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't mean, to call him boy. I mean, that's yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, Two yeah. five wickets yeah. in the fourth innings here in uh, Manchester. But I, like the also that doesn't really matter because Stuart Broad gets the five hundred and that's that's the story and the 10th for the match obviously. But well, that's like, almost
2: Wokes' story though, a little bit, isn't it? I mean, go. it, it's going to be the, the the story of the match is Broad takes ten for man mm-hmm. of the match, uh, hits an incredible sixty off mm. you know very few rocks, yeah, and they are rocks, seeds, yeah, and uh, mm. it's a bit of a um, take that to selectors and he takes his five hundred pole. Uh, the the spell of the match was was Wokes uh and I feel like works has been doing that through his career like is he broad light uh is he always going to be in broad shadow until he goes maybe who cares did we speak the other day
1: about how he <laughs> maybe no one cares <laughs> isn't this a thing with um works rather that he's got an incredible record uh in England mm. but has there ever been a just a better England bowl England specific bowler because I mean he's just He's come out to Australia before and it hasn't really worked out. And obviously Australia is the be-all and end-all of all cricket. Oh, well, that's right. But, I mean, yeah, you go to India. Like, it just – it works in England but doesn't work other places, you know. But is it okay to just be that – you know, people say that's about like Kowaja or Dave Warner, the home runs. What about the home runs? What about – where, where are the away runs, you know?
2: Are we talking about Wokes or Broad here or We're both? Ta- well, we well, – Because <laughs> I think it applies to well, both. Well, Broad
1: – yeah, Broad's got 480 home wickets. Yeah, yeah. 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 I was more talking about Wokes.
2: Oh uh, yeah. Well i, I works
1: for me is the story of this match.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's right. We're gonna focus this is the works show. Yeah. Uh yeah. Yeah, I don't, It's the workcast cast. Sorry. It's all it's all um it's all part of Australian perceptions, isn't it? I mean, mm. it really, and we'll get into this with Broad and stuff, but, you know, if it doesn't happen in Australia, did it happen. Mm. Uh, we've said that many, many times before. It's completely incorrect. It's all a matter of perception. Mm. And uh, he, he can do what he likes in England, but, you know, the comments underneath the cricket.com.au post will always just be like, well, you've got them all at home. Doesn't matter. I didn't see them because I was asleep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. Well,
1: the real story, I can't believe we just started this show. about don't because that's my bad. I was just I was looking at his hair, the highlights yeah. this one. Yeah. The beard's good. Headband's looking nice. Yeah. Salad, yeah, good salad, very nice guy. guy. Good yeah, it's very g- English and I don't like it. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so Stuart Broad takes his 500th test wicket. Yes. I mean, let's start with the negatives. Please. Why didn't he walk in the Ashes? No. <laughs> no. What the fuck were England playing at not picking him in the first test? I mean, that's the only reason the West Indies are in this series, now, up until the final day when they're trying to bat to save the series to retain the Wisden Trophy. Mm. What the fuck were they playing at not picking him? He, he's, he's better in England at the moment than Anderson,
2: which is a big call. Well, yeah, like a little bit to say about Stuart Broad here. Obviously, congratulations on 500 Test wickets. Come on the show, uh, please come on the show, Stuart. Mm. Uh, we have invited you once or twice. Ah, it's really close, and then it mm. doesn't happen. But that's okay because mm. he's of that sufficient standard where you sort of go, well, he's, he's a little of brushes. He's a little, yeah. Greg Matthews just says not yet. <laughs> 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 he does. <laughs> no, his latest, his latest answer was not yet. And I like that. I'm mm. like when, Mo. Yeah. And I like that. Yeah. Yeah. If not now, when? Exactly. No one's busy. I want to – just on, on the topic of broad and starting with negativity, which reflects more on Australians here, like this is mm-hmm. courtesy of Nick Tuvey okay. on Twitter at 1-2. It's a very good account, Aussie guy. I love the bears actually. Yeah. Uh, and I got his permission to, to kind of run this. But, but he wrote this morning, like he ran everycricket.com.au comment through AI – artificial intelligence and got it to generate some typical responses on the Stuart Broad post, which, which was a cricket.com.au post this morning congratulating him on five wickets. And there's been a few of these from Australia. We'll get to that in a second. But okay. here are the comments. Okay. Um, hmm. 320 wickets in homeland. Uh, <laughs> definitely the most average bowler on that list. The HBO Stuff show. the Poms stick to posts about Australians. Majority of goods wickets at home and it's great achievements, but when Asian bowlers spinners achieve such numbers, they are home flat pitch bullies, double standards by the white cricketing fraternity. Not sure how I'd feel if he overtook McGrath. I'd get close to 500 if I bowled on some of those pitches in England. Also smashed it to slip. Am I hot and gay boy? <laughs> that was the response. That were the cricket.com today responses. That he, uh, just to be clear... Nick didn't run that through AI. They were literally just right. the, the, the responses underneath yeah. the – And that wasn't just one response. No, no. It? that was <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't clear. It was a bullet point. Yeah, yeah. that was about eight different responses. So okay. that's Australia. Uh, I, yeah. I noticed like ABC Grandstand this morning on Facebook. have got a picture of Anderson and Broad and, and the question is, you know, name a better, a better pace duo, dot, dot, dot. You mm. know, it's like a red rag to an internet-brained Australian mm. bull. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so you know the the social platforms are trying to uh, capitalize on this for for a bit of clickbait and a little bit of wind up stuff. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, Stuart Broad, what a bowler, an incredible bowler in England, also outside as well. Sixty five percent of his wickets are at home. Okay, so what's what's okay. J- just the what two hundred on mm. away? Mm. Don't know. Pretty good player, and probably at this moment, England's best quick. Yeah, well, he's
1: gonna he's gonna go past he's gonna go past McGrath. McGrath had 563. Anderson's on 589. I think the more interesting question is who's going to finish with more. Anderson's 37. Mm. He's on 589 wickets. Broad has just turned 34. Anderson also, yeah, just turned 37. Three years apart. Broad's, so Broad's got three years to go past Anderson. He might do. He might, I mean, they're both going to pass, go past 600, I imagine. It's amazing. It, yeah, it is. What, what they've done is amazing. It's but simple do we, as that. Do we as Australians have to say, yeah, but if, if they played in England, then they would – like, McGrath would have had 900 well, wickets. But he played well, in
2: the fucking Gabba. Why don't Australians like him? He goes, yeah. like, uh, there Just are many reasons, walk. I think, because he didn't walk. I think it's more than that. Mate, like the I, walking thing – sorry to interject. Yeah, the walking thing is, like, the fucking
1: best – it's the most Australian yeah, thing you can do. exactly. I bet, mean, you know, Gilchrist walked. He's probably the only guy in Australian history who's walked. Mm. Like, that was funny. What Broad did there was funny. There's other things I don't like about Broad. The celebrity appeal's got to go. It's It's shit. It's shit, the liberal appeal. I know, like, if, you, if you're English, you're probably like, nah, I love it. it it's, it's shit. We're going to have five different topics that have raised that we must bring together over the next well, few I'm, minutes. I'm now speaking about in the same way that, guy, that one guy
2: commented on Broad, the AI. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, like... Aussies don't like him for reasons that can be traced back to insecurity, I think. Um, mm. like maybe he looks a bit preppy, like a bit English, a yeah. sort of soft face. Mm-hmm. Um, he smashed it to <laughs> soft face. Smashed it to slip once. Um, but I still think it's like because of one forties club stuff. You know, like and, and if oh, it didn't mean? happen in Australia, it didn't happen. So like you know, broad hoops that he hits the seam, mm. he pumps those knees, but like the ball doesn't go through the chest.
3: So we don't yeah, know how okay. to
2: respect that. He doesn't frighten people. Like Australians will respect opposition bowlers who, mm. who deal in fear, you know, like yeah. they like Stain, they like Rabada, mm. guys who've done it in Australia a mm-hmm. little bit. They like Flint Flintoff, B- Flintoff Wazim, waka mm. obviously Wazim, mm. he really hooped it. But mm. like he still frightened yeah. guys. It was, it was a humiliation of fear. Mm. In fact, it was a wider eyes popping out of the head sort of stuff. Like mm. we respect that. It's visceral. Mm. Broad doesn't do that in Australia, so therefore it doesn't count. It's the same with Anderson, although the record suggests otherwise. That's sexy language through the chest. He doesn't get mm. it through the chest. Through the chest. I fucking love that. But Get it uh, through the chest, Pezza. Exactly. Get it through my chest. Uh, but, you know, on the other hand, like uh, England didn't pick Broad for that first test. Yeah. They picked a team ready for the Gabba in 2021. And, and when yeah. would an archer break down in that match? Yes. Uh, and Australia win by an innings and 145 runs. We'll see what a disaster it was that England's picked Broad for these last two tests. Well, 16 wickets well, in two yeah. games. Who cares? Your GS Bowl
1: and the Gabba are often mm. compared mm. in the same breath. Um, Celebrate appeal. Celebrate so appeal. You, so, Give me more on your not your, into your it, feelings. mate. Not yeah. into it. Like yep. I just first of all, the rule was literally changed because like it was just a shit look, and that like you need mm. to respect the umpire's decision. But I, it's, it's not even that for me. It's just like it's 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 real. Um, I haven't I haven't actually thought about this in terms of articulating it in any sort of way. Mm. Why would I? Because I'm not a professional yeah. communicator. Yeah, not in words. Not in words. Um, but it's just like just run. Like there was one in this match just there where he literally just gave her the double barrel fist pump yeah. as the ball hit the pad. Yeah. It's like it's, it's not, a meme now. It's not funny. Yeah, he's done some funny stuff in the past. Broad Day. I'm not a broad hater. Yeah, so like, as I said before, lo- love the nicking it to Gary not walking. Yeah. Love the you know over the mouth shock face. Yeah, yeah shock face. You know, early masking. Yeah, from from Stuart Trent Bridge 2015 of his when, time. when he took eight for fifteen mm. in in four minutes against mm. Australia. Um, yeah, liverpool has got to go. And it's more like the fucking jerking off from people on the internet being like,
2: oh, it's so, it's so good. It's so, no it's, it, no, it's shit. Celebrity appeal. It's, it's one of those things like a new English Premier League player that you've never said it out loud before. I've seen the word celeb mm. appeal. But look, uh, can we get into the granularity of celebrity? I'm the not cele- that well, appeal. Appeal? like an angry Australian. Well, I want to, like, I think there, there's there's a bit of nuance to it. So, like, Is there? good quicks, average wicket every 50 to 60 balls oh. or so. So, like, in my more generous moments, I'm thinking mm-hmm. if you've run in 20 metres, 25 metres, and then, like, on the 55th time you wrap the pad, you're in a contest with a bat, like, I can understand a bowler going, oh, I don't want to turn around. Like, I know that's out. I don't want to turn around. I'm just going to go for it. Mm-hmm. That's fine. But now that it's a bit of a meme, it's a trademark, it's like a brand, I've mm-hmm. um, I've got sort of more detailed theories on it, right? So... Like, I reckon you can do the celeb appeal as long as you like until you get one wrong. Mm. As soon as you, as soon as your celeb appeal and the umpire says not out, like it's not dead, mm. you look shit. Mm. I think it looks ordinary. It, it looks like a, a gimmick. Mm. Um, it's good for stone dead dismissals. But like when it's used as a tool to con the umpire, I think it loses its spirit. Like it's, mm. it's about arrogant pageantry. Mm. Like I got you. You're, you're dead. I'm not even going to look at the umpire. You're so dead mm. out. I nailed you. But now it's used as a kind of like, no, this is definitely out. And then, and then there's the whole awkwardness of like it's not given out. Then you get a shock face, and mm. I mean, my memory is that like McGrath and, and Lee started that kind of stuff as yeah, well. But I think now, so, yeah. now, Broad's made it; he's kind of his, his meme. Mm. I just like to, I just think if you're going to do it, get it right. Mm. That's all I'm saying. Otherwise, it looks a bit yuck. The funny thing about the appeal is that, like, you know,
1: when LBWs are so funny that you don't have to appeal. Yeah. But it hits a pad yeah. and people start laughing. Yeah. Like the ball comes back to, down the middle of the wicket and it hits mm. like the fleshy part of the pad where it mm. feels quite nice as a batsman. Mm. Yeah. Just like, oh, that was yeah. soft. The belly yeah. felt the impact. I middled that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's the nice bit. Yeah. That's, when, yeah, that's when a celebrity appeal can work yeah. where it's funny. People are laughing. Mm. Same as like when Flintoff sledged Tino Best. Like he didn't... When Tina Best ran down the wicket and got run out effectively, stumped by Gerard mm-hmm. Jones, it was like he didn't need to send him off. He just started laughing because the whole situation mm-hmm. was funny. That's, mm-hmm. the, that's the spirit of a mm-hmm. celeb appeal. But, mm-hmm. like, yeah, I, I agree with you and you've articulated that much better than I have. Rakeem Cornwell, Pez. Yeah. Yeah. What a rig. Yeah, I mean it's it, – it- Do you know his story?
2: I, I don't. I well, don't
1: so I, when, I, when I say, do you know his story? Yeah. Like, like there's only one story about yeah. Raheem Cornwall. No, <laughs> no, the thing is that apparently he was tapped up by the San Francisco 49ers who were obviously going through something at the time because Hell it was yeah. around at the same time when Jared Hayne, the uh, rugby league player in Australia, yeah. uh, went over there, and there was a couple of other guys who were like who didn't have any sort of um, American football experience. Mm. And Rakeem Cornwall, they literally tapped him up because they saw him, and he's six foot six frame. It's just like I don't. I don't stone to me is an unusual measurement where I don't know. It doesn't equate to anything. It doesn't go to my metric brain. It's not intuitive, yeah. Exactly. Um, Anyway, they just saw him and they think we're going to – we want a bit of that. Yeah. We want a bit of that. And then it just – to me it just goes straight into the thing of just like – Every single athlete professionally in the entire world, is just a gift. It's, mm. He's born. Everyone out there is just slugging it out on the weekends thinking like, you know, if I just make one score here, I can build myself up. No, nah, it's a gift. Mm. It's all a gift. He's never even played American football. Six foot six, a scout comes on and goes, hmm, wouldn't mind a bit of that. Look at the rig. But then he got picked for uh, the West Indies in a test match and he was like, the dream was over. Yeah, man. I mean, how – How? I don't know. Like, We're what all fucking wasting over? our time, man. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. stupid game. Yeah, absolutely. So I've like, got some yeah. stuff going on at home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm uh, angry this morning. Yeah. You didn't expect it either. Yeah. No. Uh, Fuck, you say? Everything, um, <laughs> every, like, I think everything's been, every superlative has been said about Rakeem Cornwall. And I think when you um, trawl the internet, as we do. Yes. Uh, for work. You can't, you, like you a lot. Of,
1: you don't navigate the internet, you trawl. You trawl. Yes. Uh, like it's a trawler on the Great
2: Barrier Reef. Everyone's a reef. bottom feeder at the yeah, fucking internet. Exactly. Yeah. Causing environmental damage.
3: Picking up. <laughs> oh, mate, the damage. Sco- that's right. The brain. reef ends
2: up bleaching. And that's like my brain. <laughs> with the internet. I'm not saying my brain's a Great Barrier Reef because it's one of the seven wonders of the world. My brain is not that.
1: You've got we'll bleach reef
2: brain. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but most people, I think yeah. most people are very praiseworthy of Rakeem Cornwall. Uh, just going, oh, this is this His is records one, actually good. This is one for all the village cricketers out there and mm. whatever for the rigs. You get it. That, mm. That's fine. And that, but then you get the occasional person who rig shames him, and you sort of go, mate. And I say, mate, yeah. collectively to all these people who do yeah. this, yeah. Like it is one of those ones. Like, do you play a lot of Test cricket? Do you play a lot yeah. of international cricket for your country? Do you mm. play the code? I don't play that much. How do you have the confidence to rig shame a bloke who is six foot six and plays for the West Indies? Like, mm. get back in that box. You know what I think about his rig? No, is that it's proportionate?
1: Yeah, he's not like he's actually in shape. His BMI is great. BMI is terrific. At six foot seven. It's terrific. Yeah, um, it's not. He he is a bit like if you're making you know if you're playing a bit of two k NBA stuff
2: as and as you like to do
1: From an occasion and you know you're making your own character. Yeah. He's the character you make. Yeah. He's just he's he'll run like a nine second hundred. He can dunk on you. He'll back yeah. up in the paint. You know, he can shoot threes. That's Raheem Cornwall to me. Yeah, but he bowls off spin as well. So he's a bit of a parody of the meme.
2: Yeah, it's funny. Gets like the, uh, the something about his body allows a really good sling on the ball. Can't I don't run. Know. He can't run. Oh, I've, said, I've said a nine, seven hundred.
1: I saw him batting. He was he was strolling some twos. Great, good,
2: good even better. Good luck to him. I love that cricket allows that. There's so many sports these days where like cricket it just does allow that. It, it is impossible to play unless you are literally like a fucking SAS. Yes, yeah, Pat like, Cummins. Unless you're Cummins. Yeah, it's the opposite of the point I was making because I was saying cricket sounding. Anyway. Oh, sorry.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, is there anything else to talk about? Uh, Kemar Roach
2: went past 200 test wickets. Respect, yeah. yeah. Other other names in there, Walsh, Ambrose, Marshall, Garner, Holding, Roberts. Pretty good. Roach. Just to put it in perspective because we don't see West Indians play test cricket in Australia very much. Yeah. Uh, he's So so. I got this. Uh, so Siddle, 67 matches, 220 wickets at 30. Mm-hmm. Peter Siddle commands a lot of respect. Murph yeah. 52 matches, 212 wickets at 28. Yeah. Kemar Roach, 59 matches, 200 wickets at 27. It's roughly the same. So you you put him in in, in that kind of company mm. and doing it with teams that supported him far less than those yeah. two players would have had. So mm-hmm. very, very good player.
1: Um, it's been said actually that uh, I didn't realise that, that the West Indies took a pay cut. They took a 50% pay cut to play this series. Mm. Three of their guys, three of their top batsmen didn't come yep. because they didn't want to travel due to COVID fears. Um they, had, they didn't need to play this series, but they have, and they've given us something to watch for the yep. Arsenal Australia yep. at one in the morning. Um, fair play. And, they, and they've given it practically – well, the last two test matches, in England's clearly been the better side, but they've given it a good shake. I mean, they fucking won the first test. Yeah. Batting just
2: ran out of steam. Really yeah. hoping for rain for a couple of days in Manchester just to kind of mm. piss spoil their way to retaining the Wiston Trophy. Sponsor of the show, Wiston Cricket Month. We'll um, yeah. Yeah, they, they only played 12 players as well um, in this series,
1: the West Indies, England played maybe – 14, 15 16 mm. something like that and they rotated the bowlers whereas mm. ahead of the Gabba exactly <laughs> exactly whereas who uh, uh Joseph came in for you know, came out for Cornwall. yeah so I mean fair play there are three tests against Pakistan coming out pers uh starting Friday week uh that should be interesting they're playing they're playing one test at Old Trafford again still these guys are just, Are they just living in they're living at the ground I't living at that hotel I can't leave yeah, the that's bubble, fucking, bubble boy that's stuff grim. Have seen. you ever played to the ground where you're like, I could stay here for seven, eight weeks?
2: <laughs> no, mate, I, I haven't played to the ground and had that. I had yeah. a lot of thoughts playing yeah. Great Creek, but I haven't thought I could stay here for seven <laughs> or eight weeks. Have you? It seems like something you've thought before. couple of grounds. Yeah. Okay.
1: couple of grounds. Okay. Stuff at home again, just with not Once wanna, again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go
2: then they go Run back. me down that blind alley. <laughs> 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 you ever want to stay at the ground for eight weeks? Yeah, <laughs> mate, absolutely. I'll work with that. Sorry.
1: Then they yeah. go. They played two at the Aegeus Bowl, which I still yeah. call the Rose Bowl.
2: Uh, well, again, we had Pakistan out fan. here last year, so I'm just I'm looking forward to assessing uh, the and trawling the internet yeah. for commentary on how old Nazim Shah is. <laughs> well, Dave Warner hit 300 in
1: a Test match against mm. um, Pakistan. So you're looking forward to Dom Sibley's 300. <laughs> Absolutely.
2: We talked to me stuck
1: about that later on the show. Actually, yeah. his views on England's top three. Um, Well, before we get into the guests uh, this week, we've got Jack Leach coming up and Mitchell Stark as well. Before we get into hashtag RTDC, but we should uh, shout out our uh, sponsor, uh, Wisdom Cricket Monthly Magazine.
2: Mm. Peza, yeah, who's supporting us? They are supporting us us through and once again, great and possibly incongruous for the great cricket to be aligned with such a great name sponsor of the recent uh, England West Indies series, but also more importantly, probably you know the. the, the, the seminal tome, the seminal brand that covers stories of cricket from the start of literally, uh, literally the start of the game. Yes. From the first international match between the USA and Canada at Central Park. Look at it, look into it. <laughs> That's one of the great games. Um, wisdom, wisdom, wisdom was there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so they've got Wisdom Cricket Monthly coming out. It's issue 34, two massive things happening in issue 34. Firstly, we are lucky enough to get a look at these magazines before they come out. Uh, The digital magazine It is actually amazing We said this last week But if you secretly Really like cricket Mm -hmm. There's everything there for you Short Long Little tidbits Funny stuff Mm -hmm. There's you know Links to podcasts Great pictures Etc But the two massive ones In this issue Are a profile of Stuart Broad Written by Derek Pringle uh, which I've had a look at as well. It goes for a good couple of pages. And you know how it is when like – you don't get it a lot in Australia, but like when an ex tests or an international player, like a former international player – Um, covers a current player and they're a really good writer like Derek Pringle. Mm. You just get he just adds that credibility to it. And his Mm -hmm. his piece on Broad is great. Um, Don't want to give too much away about it. He talks about his old school approach to stuff. uh, The fact that, you know, he he kind of shies away from public stuff, Stuart Broad. And you know, compares him to his dad if you're into that sort of stuff, which we are. Which we are. Which we are very much. Mm -hmm. And the Steve Smith one, this will be especially important to you because you love he goes away from the um away from the microphone you love to just speculate on his best innings ever you often talk about what is his best innings well Mm -hmm. adam burnett great writer we cricket.com today you does some freelance stuff as well adam burnett for wisdom sits down with steve smith exclusively and smith goes through his 10 most important innings Mm -hmm. the innings that made him so Mm -hmm. from the horse's mouth smith is a horse in this analogy yes he goes through his 10 most important innings and they're not all hundreds, mate, as you'd imagine. Yeah. A couple of good little. That's the stories. great thing
1: about being such a good player, where you yeah. can just say, like, oh, was your highest score your best innings? Well, because well, Bradman did this. Yeah, exactly. It was like, well, was he, was he 800 that you scored? No, well, actually yeah. my, my 217, mm. uh, where I hit every ball exactly
2: where I wanted to or whatever yeah. the thing was. Yeah. yeah. Not in the top ten. Not in the top uh, ten. Can you remember ten of your innings? Oh, um <laughs> There's that famous quote. well, it's becoming more famous now. I'm going to read it. It's already in that thing, but uh, – it's the story of Nathan Lyon batting with Steve Smith. Uh, I think it was at Edge Yeah, And right. Uh, yeah, Ly- Lyon comes out with a, like a message from Steve Waugh. Yeah. Just work in 10s. Yeah. You know? Going back to the 90s, safety. Yeah. They did everything in 10s. Yeah. You know, three Ps, partnerships, patience and something else. And uh, mm. Persecution. Yeah, <laughs> of, of, of those who are different
1: <laughs> to us. <laughs> that's right. Steve Waugh is fingers, cro- uh, f- fingers crossed and yeah. arms crossed. On the Persecution balcony. of
2: Scott Muller. Um <laughs> That the three-piece. <laughs> That's in next month's <laughs> wisdom Cricket. But, he, but, but Lyon, you know, has that quote where he's, like, I remember saying to Smudger, you know, we get 10 more runs, we get to 250, and Smith says, shut the fuck up, let me bat, I'll get it up to 300. Smith in this piece denies that he used ex- expletives. Well, that'd be bad for his brand. And he's lying again. Yeah.
1: Well, Nathan Lyon said that on this podcast. He told us that story. Yeah. And we laughed. We
2: laugh. There's a great picture in that of Broad scratching his head as Steve Smith scoring runs. So that's Wisden Cricket Monthly, guys. You can get a deal through the grade Good cricket little if deal. you go to bit.ly slash WCM grade. Six issues for £9.99. That's £1.67 per magazine. Australia, $2.50 per magazine. Compatible on all major devices. Wisden Cricket Monthly, bit.ly slash WCM grade. Jack Leach is coming up after that Mitchell Stark.
3: Hey Pezzo, I want to wish you an amazing birthday, and this is coming on behalf of all of the fans at the TGC. You are the leader of Rare Units, and from one shot to another. Love from Higo and Billy Midwater. Enjoy, mate. I hope you have an amazing day.
2: Alright, here goes. Uh, this man is well known to audiences in both Australia and across the cricketing world. Now, people might point to the signature glasses, but really, uh, he's a spinner under 30, playing pretty regular international cricket, has a five foot test level to go with a bowling average under 30, a test 90 to his name, 291st class wickets at 25, uh, and the man unfortunately caught up in a scandal as Steve Smith clearly impersonated Chris Rogers uh, at Old Trafford, <laughs> and everybody believes that. I'm talking about Jack Leach. Jack, it's great to have you on The Great Cricketer.
3: Hi guys. It's great to be on. Um, very privileged. It's an honor.
2: Said <laughs> so convincingly. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll start from the beginning, Jack. Uh, you know, you're from, you're from Taunton, um, taken to the ground, only a few days old. Like, tell us a little bit about your club cricket beginnings. It was Taunton Dean, I believe, uh, and your relationship to club cricket now.
3: Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so I played for Taunton Dean, uh, since I was a boy and, um, Grew up in Somerset watching, um, watching Somerset as a lad and kind of support, big Somerset supporter, um, and kind of always wanted to maybe play out on the county ground one day. I think my first, first time playing out there would have been with in a school fine, uh, like county final and also, uh, played that in quite a few, um, like, um, club finals as well. So, um, it was just great to be out there on, on in the middle playing and, um, yeah, kind of made me want more, I guess. And, um, yeah, things kind of um, develop and you kind of um, work your way into the Sunset age groups and uh, onto the academy and and uh, things sort of, um, yeah, escalated a little bit. But I'm still a club cricketer <laughs> at heart for sure. Uh, I've played... Um, my last club game was actually between the Ireland test match and um getting uh, called up for the second test of the ashes so uh played last year and um yeah that was an enjoyable to play back with my mates and not that these guys aren't my mates but um <laughs> just that um, but you know you know it's good to play where it all started and kind of um, takes you sort of um I guess it reminds you of, of why we play the game and and um yeah, it's, it's cricket at its best, definitely.
1: Cricket at its best, certainly. So from from club cricket to the second test of the Ashes, completely normal uh, progression there. But you also played uh, some some great cricket in Australia, didn't you? you played in Brisbane for Valleys, I think it was. Um Yeah. You know, uh you know, Kevin Peterson very it's very outspoken, the Brisbane, uh, the people, the nightlife. You know, I want to know your experiences of playing grade cricket. Is it comparable, you know, a night on the circuit? Is that comparable to, say, uh, you know, night on Cardiff, you know, where, where you went to uni? You know, is, is, that a, is it a similar thing? You know, give us your experience of playing grade cricket and circuiting in Brisbane.
3: Um, yeah, I mean, I, I had six months in Brisbane. Um, I'd only just turned 18. So, um, yeah, it was a, Time of a great life. experience for me. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, they are kind of the, the valleys made me feel very welcome. And, um, I, I live with, um, a guy called Phil Saxby, who also, he, he was paid for the Taunton Dean. So, um, there was kind of that link there. Mm. And, um, I mean, my experience of grey cricket is it's, it was very competitive. I, um, found that, um, I found the standard extremely, um, Challenging, and um, you know, as a spin bowler, um, there wasn't an awful lot of the spin. So, um, mm. and people knew you were a young English guy, and and wanted to uh, make your life a misery. Mm. Um, but then, off the pitch, I guess is um, it was great social time. And um, I remember, I remember playing a, a rain card on a Friday night <laughs> or Friday afternoon into the evening. Um, and, uh, I woke up the next morning and, um, it was bright sunshine and, um, the ground was dry as a bone. So, um, that was a tough day, but, um, yeah, a bit different to England in that way.
1: I love that your main main takeaway from, from playing great cricket is the rain card doesn't always work out in Brisbane, especially. Um, but there's, there's a really funny thing with you, Jack, I find that you're sort of, um. Yeah, sort of painted as like a bit of a village cricketer who's made it, you know, who's made it to, you know, playing in the Ashes and opening the batting, you know, at Lords and all this kind of thing. But, you know, you played, you played Somerset on the 13s, 15s, 17s. You played under 50, England on the 15s. You won a minor county uh, championship with Dorset. You took 65 wickets in a county season. You played in the Ashes. You hit ninety at Lords. Hmm. Like, you're actually just a worldie who's just belongs. You just you know, you played 10 test matches already. You know, you just kind of there but you sort of painted this like figure of fun because especially because you kind of grew up with Joss Butler didn't you who was always sort of destined for stardom but but you've also made it as well but but you know Joss is Joss is a star and Jack's just the you know the left arm spinner
3: yeah yeah, yeah. I think um as a, I think I've developed a little bit later obviously didn't get offered a contract at 18 when Joss right. um Joss did and a few of my other um, guys my age um, you know they went straight to a professional contract whereas I kind of had to go down the route of going to university mm. um, and you know my aim was still to play lots of cricket at university and and um, come back to Somerset in the summer and um, try and sort of keep my foot in the door that way and obviously get a degree alongside it so I think um, yeah if, if I didn't get that opportunity then I wouldn't have uh, made it as a professional cricketer so um, lucky to have had that opportunity and um, I think um, also I just um, would say I have had like good wickets to bowl on at, at Taunton which has allowed me to bowl lots of overs which not a lot mm-hmm. of English spinners get and, um, that's been really helpful for my development but I think a lot of it is just um, the way I look is obviously glasses, bald head. Um, and actually, people can... A lot of village cricketers can uh, relate to that. That's and right. maybe... Uh, yeah, I think um, obviously underneath that, I take myself and kind I of take my cricket very seriously. Mm-hmm. But um, obviously, I think it's, uh, I do play my best cricket uh, with a smile on my face. And, and also kind of like I... You know, I try and remind myself of how I enjoyed it as a as a youngster, and try to play with that um, attitude on the field. Is um, you know, I, I want to win and and do well, but actually, um, it is a game, and um, it's a game to be enjoyed and and you know um, and respect it for what it is. Mm.
2: I, I want to, Jack. I just want you know, we are Australians, and we're just obsessed with rigs here. Um, of so I just want to dig into this looks thing a little bit because because I'm not sure it gets. Uh, I'm not sure that there's an accurate portrayal of you and the rig, and I just want to know what you think about this. So, like, we did a bit of research for this conversation, approached a few former teammates of yours for comment. One simply wrote back, bald at 21. That's an Australian person, uh, anonymous, uh, from Somerset, who was captain uh, in 2016, but, um, which, which is relevant because, you know, he could, he could have been writing about me as well, to be fair, because I was bald at 21 too, so respect, brother. But, like, I'm just noting, like, all of this talk about being – a cult hero, free glasses for life. Crick Info describes you as unathletic. And, like, mate, I'm going through – I'm trawling through your Instagram. There's plenty of good rig shots there as far as I'm concerned. Like, I, I see one from earlier yeah. this year. you sat down, propped up, your left arm's propped up, has a pretty good pump on the long head of the tricep. I uh, just want to volunteer that I think your rig is a bit better than it gets credit for and wondered whether you'd care to comment on that.
3: Thoughts? Well, it's really nice for someone to acknowledge um, <laughs> that the, the – um, underneath the shirt and um you know obviously the glasses and the bald head like there's actually a decent decent rig there so um mm-hmm. yeah I've, i mean i do um take pride in that and um you know uh, yeah i feel like i went to uni at 18 i worked out with a lot of rugby players and they all did bench yeah um so you know it's a lot of benching a lot of uh, before nights out and stuff and um yeah that's where it all started really also darren Burnett, um i' S and c coach um you know he got me in the gym early and got me uh lifting a lot of weight so um mm-hmm. yeah i um i do um i i think um, that yeah i i think actually i, I don't move athletically mm-hmm. and it's something that i am working on but um, yeah, still, I've
1: still got a six pack, so I'm happy yeah. with that. Well, because, <laughs> <laughs> and rightfully so. Rightfully so. Because we had Monty on the show a couple of weeks ago, and we were just going through his home workout routine. I'm not sure if you've seen that, Jack, but he's been doing sort of leg press Uh-oh. on the couch and, you know your your methodology of actually benching with rugby players seems much more you know efficient in uh, you know in in rig work. But um, but I Chris. I, I want to ask you just just uh, staying staying with the staying with the rig chat. Obviously, uh, Raheem Cornwell playing in this test match. You mm. know, just just absolute you know, wonderment on the eyes. You know, I want to know. Are you looking forward to a pint with the big man after the game? I just need to know more about him being tapped up by the you know San Francisco 49ers being tapped up in the NFL. Are You looking forward to a beer with Raheem?
3: I would love that. I think. Um it's gonna be difficult maybe with the um Covid kind of uh, uh yeah situation. Right, okay. right. Yeah. Not to pick the other team, but um at uh. some point um I I would love to have five minutes with him and have a have a chat because um Just compare notes, yeah. Yeah, about and um he's a, yeah, he's a bloody good bowler as well. Yeah. And um so yeah, no, it's been um, good to see him um playing and um doing well. I played in the A tour against him and he cleaned up. So, mm. um, yeah, he's, he's, um, he's a good, good bowler. He hasn't obviously, um, taken any wickets in this game, but, um, I've seen him in, in more helpful conditions and, uh, he's mighty effective. So, um, yeah, I guess another one who maybe, you know, um, on the outside, um, you know, certain people might have certain opinions, but, um, actually, you know, underneath that is a very good cricketer.
2: Mm. You mentioned COVID there, Jack. I, I noted just uh, – and I was trolling through your Twitter as well. But, um, <laughs> a lot of in, social times. Yeah, man. interesting tweet. Like at the peak of COVID-19, it makes a comparison between – you retweeted this, or you actually quote tweeted this, but a comparison between Ben Stokes and the NHS. And it says, just think of it this way. Yeah. We are Jack Leach and the NHS is Ben Stokes. <laughs> All we have to do is stay in and assist our partner so they can get us through the battle. Don't be taking any risky singles yeah. though. Lion might not be able to catch, but you could catch Corona – Hashtag stay safe. And I'm just thinking, like, for the Aussies who look at that, in this analogy, like, given his tactics and field placements, like, is it safe to assume Tim Payne is Boris Johnson in this analogy and Justin Langer, perhaps Xi Jinping?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's great. Um, Yeah, we can go further with that. There's so many, I think, so much we can do with it. I think that's where cricket's so great is that, um, you can make these analogies to, to real life and um, I think we're always learning from cricket um, about life and I think we're always um, it's the other way around as well so um, yeah I've, I'm all for those kind of analogies and um, and I know you boys are definitely so um, <laughs> yeah. yeah just Keep them
2: coming. Okay, so Leach says Langer is Xi Jinping. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's Fox yeah. Sports. All right, yeah, it's clickbait
1: tomorrow morning. Sorry, mate. Okay, yeah, Confirmed. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, I was going to. I was going to ask you, Jack. You know, obviously, uh, one of the big stories from this Test match or this Test series, I suppose, has been Stuart Broad's involvement. Is his, uh, you know, unselection in the first Test and then coming back really strongly in the next in the next two Tests after that. I mean, how keen were you to avoid him in the nets? Mm. And just also, just Joffre Archer generally in the nets because those, like his net bowling videos are just frightening. And I think I've seen he bowls massive, yeah. no balls in the nets as well. So avoiding them <laughs> massively.
3: Um, yeah, def- definitely. I'm uh, lucky because um, lucky as a spinner, you know, there's not two, the, there's only me and Bessie here. So, you know, we have to bowl the first two rotations, I reckon. and And that's when all the batters are batting and, and most of the six are, are bowling. So right. um, I usually get a bit of uh, dog stick at the end and um, that is perfect for me. I um, have no interest in yeah. in facing the nets. I find nets even worse, like just claustrophobic and um yeah, yeah not, not enjoyable. But um, yeah I did face job in the uh, in the warm up game before for this series and um yeah I couldn't believe how fast
1: it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, just just one more before we up here, um, <laughs> wrap, wrap up here. Wrap up here, Jack. That's um, you know you, you're just looking to go through your career, um, and it's been a really interesting one. It's lots lots of ups and downs. You know already. Um, you know so you got, got your England debut, then you break your thumb, and then. Uh, your Somerset teammate, Don Best, takes your spot. Then Adil Rashid gets a go, who at the time was only on a white ball contract for Yorkshire. And then, um, then you know, you go, you go to New Zealand and then you get sepsis and then you go to South Africa and then you possibly have one of the first cases of COVID-19 and then you're sort of in the buyer bubble now. I mean, like, there's, there's so many ups and downs in there already in, the, in you know, just a short career so far. Um, so how many wickets are you going to take against Pakistan in the first test is what I'm asking. <laughs>
3: Well, I'm due enough, aren't I? So yeah. that's what I'm holding on to. Is um, You know, I've, I've, I've found that, you know, when I've had um, a few ups, there's always a, a down around the corner. And I think, um, again, another great thing about cricket is it kind of um, keeps you uh, grounded. Um, so, yeah, I think, um, obviously, yeah, I feel like I'm bowling really well and uh, really, um, I guess, really want to be involved i feel like it could make a difference and um but yeah obviously need to wait for for other people to think that as well so um yeah and um just kind of be patient i guess i think that's a big thing cricket teaches you um on the field but also off it that you have to wait for you go like um and um i guess it'll be a feeling of like once i get a go i want to keep hold of it this time and um, Mm. obviously perform well and try and stay healthy as well. Obviously, you can't do much about what happened and, um, yeah, just need to um, hope that the health health stays well. There's no reason it shouldn't. So, um, yeah, just looking forward to what's to come rather than what's happened.
2: Mm. Jack Leach, congratulations on everything so far. Stay healthy. We hope to catch you out in Australia uh, very soon. Thanks for your time.
3: Cheers, boys. Thank you. You job and six for nine. And cock them
0: out. And cock them out. And cock them out. That's Ben Stokes' old club, isn't it? Cockermouth Cricket Club. You job and six for nine. Six for nine.
3: Six for nine. And cock them out. Good
2: job. Nice, Gary! All right, he goes. I've, I've got to um, hold my hands up. Personally, like this bloke should have been on the cast uh, long ago, mm-hmm. and actually he us about that very fact uh, last year in Sydney, and rightly so. I'm mm-hmm. um, talking about the bloke with 244 Test wickets, 13 fifers, 178 ODI poles. Um, but did he do it with the right body language? Uh, <laughs> it's uh, Western Suburbs, New South Wales, and Australian King of Wheels, husband of Elisa Healy, Mitch Stark. Mitch, uh, welcome finally to the Great Cricketer,
0: gentlemen. It's about time. But
2: no, thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> so you you played your club cricket at Wests Mitch, and I say that in past tense deliberately because obviously you'd be done with that now. Um, it's the club of the late Phil Hughes, Michael Clark, and of course Daniel Smith. Uh, I actually remember you bowling first change at age sort of sixteen or seventeen. So two questions: tell us about life at Pratten Park, what you learnt from the hard heads there, and like, um, did you have to work hard to finally usurp Matt Day and Grant Roden to open the bowling? <laughs>
0: Well, uh, I have, probably haven't played there for about seven years, just oh, purely through the schedule. Mm, but sure, um, yeah, yeah. Schedule issues. Yeah, yeah. schedule issues. Yeah. During <laughs> during my time at West, I've heard so much about this, this ridge that they used to have at Pratton Park, and how it used to be a, a fast bowler's paradise because you used to hit the ridge and it'd be up around the nose of the batsman and... Never seen it in my time, so um <laughs> clearly changed.
1: <laughs> so it's like Lord's, except it's horizontal instead of vertical. You sort of use a slope at Lord's, yeah. but you use a ridge at Pratton. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, never seen it, but um, yeah, it's been, it's, it's been a fun time at with Some uh, strong names you mentioned there, and, and um, big quicks that I had to, had to push to the side to try and get to the front. Mm. <laughs>
1: Um, I want to know what what Mitch Stark does during a you know a, a global pandemic, which mm. is a thing that I'd never thought I'd be saying. But you know, uh, you know, how many overs are you watching of the Test series? You know, or has it just been a nice break generally to not be sledged by warning?
0: <laughs> I've been watching the golf actually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, honestly, I'm not I'm not a big um, watcher of cricket these days. I have I've switched over here and there to. Mm. Just to see how it's been progressing, and, and um, but I certainly haven't stayed up late at night to watch it. because mm-hmm. I've, I've uh, preferred watching the, the golf. And, and um, mm-hmm. actually, have a have a, a, a mate, um, an English mate over here who lives here in Was up uh, at the Hunter Valley the other weekend to play some golf, and, and uh, we had a little work weekend away. And um, he was obviously uh, very fond of watching the cricket. So we, we uh, it was the first test. So we. Um, happily gave
2: him speak for for the winnings many. So um, that was a great week there. <laughs> just, uh, just following up on that, Mitch, because like, uh, like we've got a lot of uh, English fans who want to know what you think of the current side like I'm, I'm just looking for confirmation on this story like at the CA Awards a few years ago a good friend of mine across from me Ian Higgins was sitting at the bar slumped over a whiskey uh, next to one of the Aussie quicks won't say who and they both look up at the screen and it's showing the England West Indies test like a couple of years back he goes says you know do you watch much of this mate and the quick replies I haven't seen a ball um so just with that in mind like how are you assessing England's performance against the West Indies this time around and like and how scared should we be of Oli
0: Pope uh next summer <laughs> well, I'll tell you what's hard to watch watching that England top three. I mean, <laughs> you know, about, they only scored about 15 runs off 150 balls. So, um, yeah, that makes it hard to watch cricket. But um, I think everyone, <laughs> on a serious note, I've been a serious player with, with starting ball. But, um, yeah, it's uh, obviously started slowly in that series to, to go down in the first test. They found. Um, I guess through their combination with their bowlers and, and Stuart Broad's, obviously, given them some stick for leaving them out of the, uh, the first uh, first test, but um, yeah, it's. It, it's- I can't say too much I haven't watched my show it's so sorry.
1: I've been two watching two. Cameron Champ play eighteen holes somewhere <laughs> yeah, exactly. in Abu Dhabi or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, one thing that has been very entertaining for a lot of people worldwide has been Dave Warner's TikToks. Yeah. And I haven't seen any public commentary about that. I mean, there's got to be something going on in the WhatsApp groups. There's a couple of conversations, you know, just mm. checking in with Dave, you know, is, is there is there any chat about his TikToks?
0: I think for, a, for a little while at the start, there was a big stick thrown his way mm. on a few of the group chats, and then uh, I think, um, obviously people called on that he was getting paid some, some money for it, so um, mm. so people stopped paying attention to them, I think.
2: Right. <laughs> yeah, fair play, yeah, yeah. fair enough. <laughs> yeah. People have done that with us too. Uh, j- j- just, <laughs> just talk like about contemporary stuff for I mean, like, um. You know, many would have you as the premier short-form bowler in world cricket. I certainly would, especially while you're on the cast. Um, <laughs> you famously uh, you op- you opted out of this year's IPL recently to spend more time with Elisa, um, which was very endearing. Um, with respect to Elisa and all partners out there, including my own, like would I be right in presuming that the lockdown has meant you've now definitely spent enough time with your partner <laughs> and that the IPL is once again attractive, or alternatively, shield cricket at Jamoine Oval. <laughs>
0: I went okay tomorrow so maybe some field cricket. <laughs> uh no but it has been has been uh, really nice and selfishly it's been really nice to have some time at home and I, I think a few there's a few people who probably would agree that uh, a bit of time to refresh the mind and the body has been been fantastic and and, and our are rare to go for cricket and and um yeah yeah we we have spent a, probably more time. Together in the last few months than we have in, in the last 10 years. So um, we're still married. We still haven't, um, I haven't been pushed too hard yet, but uh, <laughs> i still getting beaten on the golf
2: course. Yeah. <laughs> uh and then so like if you have sort of had a good amount of time together then you've just got that really tough question of like oh do i play in the IPL or do i play like shield cricket mm-hmm. at uh you know Wollongong mm-hmm. uh you know what is yeah. just on just face value you mm-hmm. know like a lot of the media have been winding this up as like a really tough question for a lot of the quicks and a lot of the Australian cricketers like you know just what's your gut say if you had to choose between the IPL and
1: you the know, riches of the Sheffield yeah
2: batting mm-hmm. Second against Mitch Swepson uh, at Wollongong <laughs>
0: Well, I don't have a contract, so I don't have to worry about it. But um, I guess if you're in Pat Cummins' shoes, um, $3 million sounds pretty good for a bit of D20 cricket, so <laughs> <laughs> I know where he's going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair, yeah.
1: Well, I mean, we sort of turned the minds to what's going to happen in the Australian season coming forward here, Mitch, and obviously India coming back and Bajara and Kohli and stuff. And and we've obviously seen with the, you know, the, the UK somewhere where they can't touch the ball with any saliva and like that's the juke and the juke's still swing a little bit. How how the fuck are we supposed to make the Kookaburra swing in, you know on Adelaide or the MCG if we can't like what's 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 the secret? Is it back sweat? What's what's the thing? What are we looking at? Yeah what are we what, what are we looking at? How do we do that? How do we make it swing?
0: Well I was hoping to get a few tips from you boys yeah. because we can't even use, use sweater training these days. They they yeah. both sweat and saliva from training at the moment for us. So it's gonna be an interesting one. Maybe we have to play Play more pickleball games, I guess. I don't, I don't yeah, know, yeah, but yeah, um, night. Mm. Yeah, that uh, that Kukaburra, the Red Coca does struggle without a bit of uh, bit of love. And uh, I mm. think even even Jimmy Anderson came out uh, during the week or maybe last week saying that um, you know even the jukeball ball struggled a little bit for that that swing that he obviously relies on so much with his his fantastic skills. So mm. it's something that's going to have to continually that's and, and, and address as as we on the way through the pandemic, but mm. at the moment, obviously, it is what it is, and then health and safety is
1: at the forefront. Mm. Obviously, with India coming out here, I'm just really interested in to, to sort of get a gauge because, I mean, Pez and I have never been to India, so we don't know what that's like, but you've bowled to some of the greats, obviously, the Indian players specifically. I'm talking Dhoni, Kohli, you know, the likes of that. Yeah, what, is that, what does it feel like? Not Probably less so in Australia, but, you know, playing in India when a Kohli or a Dhoni comes to the crease – does that make you like as a bowler nervous when they're coming in? Is it like what, what's the what's the feel in the in the in the stomach in the heart when they're coming to the crease? Just the roar of the crowd, the energy. Like I think we were talking to someone else uh, recently who said like you can, you can actually feel the weight of a country actually when they come to the crease. Now you know playing third grade at Pratten Park, you know yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't know what that feels like, no. um, but you know what, like, what 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 is that like when Kohli comes to the crease, for instance, or Adoni? Um, maybe
0: the best way I can describe it is. I remember my first test tour was actually to India and, and um, I didn't play any of the, the two tests but we were sitting there in the, the second test in Bangalore. Um, yeah, it was, uh, I think it was maybe myself and Phil Hughes and James Pattinson sitting there running drinks and anyway, sorry, Sachin um, Tendulkar was playing and, and he'd scored some runs and he was getting close to, to 100 and all of a sudden, Bangalore Stadium was full and loudest as anything you'll ever ever experience in cricket, he got his hundred. They all went nuts, and then they disappeared. <laughs> and then he got close to two hundred. They all came back, and it got louder. He got two hundred. It was loud again, and they all disappeared. Mm. So these days, they obviously embrace cricket a bit more, and it's loud for a long time. Mm. But um, in terms of some of those big name players, they it is extremely loud, and and it is a bit like all the country are there at the game watching and and not cheering for you. Yeah is, is, is
1: that is that really intimidating Is it an intimidating environment Or kind of like Oh this is actually really cool
0: I think a bit of both I, I, I've sort of been uh, I've been around long enough now Not to To be too drawn in by the crowd But um, it, it still is amazing When you go to, to Especially India and, and how loud it is for You know 20,000 20, Screaming Indians In Bangalore Is as loud as a full stadium In Australia sometimes So it can, be, uh, it can take a moment just to, to get used to, but um, yeah, at the same time, it adds to that atmosphere, which is, is fantastic for cricket.
2: Just on India, Mitch, like going through the media archives following the last India series, I've just noted like a concerted effort from the Quicks, like the Aussie Quicks, to highlight just how much they're dreading bowling to Chiteshwa Pajara. Uh, so, like, leaving aside the fact that Pajara is an absolute gun who we respect and is always welcome on this show, um, like, can you confirm this approach is part of an overarching dog whistle strategy to Alpha Virat Kohli?
0: <laughs> yeah, I think that was led by Pat Cummins. You know, he he uh, he's the, the alpha of the, the bowling group at the oh. moment, old gold balls, but... Um... <laughs> 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 But yeah, we, we spent a fair bit of time bowling to Bajara and Paddy, um, at, at, I guess, at a few different stages through that series, almost had to stick on Mirak. So, um, yeah, he, he's one who can, if the ball's not doing much and the wickets are flat, keep him back for a long time.
1: Mm-hmm. Which we saw this, this year, we had that uh, really important ODI series in South Africa, you know, three months after the World Cup, which meant absolutely nothing. <laughs> um, and was it the third, third ODI when you had the option to come back? you know, to to watch Lisa play in the World Cup final. I mean, how hard a decision was that to either play in that third meaningless ODI game in South Africa or come home and watch your wife, you know, dominate a World Cup final from the, you know, comfort of a press box or a hospitality box?
0: It was a very comfortable hospitality (laughs) box, yeah. (laughs) No, that's – unfortunately, um, that was decided uh, long before the series. So, um, I was still coming back, even if it was was 1-0 or, yeah. uh, or 2 nil. So, um, yeah, I guess it, 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 we can laugh about it now, and it was a dead rubber, but um, yeah, I was, it was a bit of a nervous bus trip, actually. It was a five-hour bus trip to Hype to stream, I think, where we were going for the last game. And that's um, actually uh, more, more blokes than I've ever seen before on a cricket bus watching, watching how the, the Aussie girls prefer at the World Cup, which is, is fantastic to see. So um, yeah, and if they won, I had to to get my car back to the airport the next day, and if not, I was going to play the third game. So um, as it turned out, it was, it was great to get back and watch the girls win uh, win a World Cup final, and and to, to see ninety, well, nearly ninety thousand people at the MCG. It's probably going to be the the biggest uh, sporting event in Australia, although well, the the last big sporting event in Australia for a, for a little while with what's going on. So it was um, just a fantastic story and in the end for the girls. And then just glad to, to be there and, and um, be able to support
3: the wife as well. Mm-hmm.
2: Mitch, uh, like feel free to dispute the premise of what I'm about to say, but um, <laughs> like uh, – I- <laughs> As you like, as you know, like last year there was a bit of a small media spot fire that broke out between yourself and the new head of performance slash new Pat Howard, Drew Gin. Like, so as far as I could tell, like the the issue concerned training regimes for quick bowlers, where Gin, who's like an ex Olympic rower started to say some rare stuff about training at 20%, then 80%, then building up because that's what rowers did 15 years ago when we won gold a lot. Um, that's, they're my words. Um, in response, you said, I just want to bowl fast, which is now literally the words on your wristband. Oh, yeah. like, Mitch, how do you deal with these non-cricket theories men with very rare ideas? And do you ever wonder whether there's any danger that the entirety of Gen X can get off your back for two seconds? <laughs>
0: Are you trying to get me in trouble? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, Look, I oh, very diplomatically, I can I can respect where he's coming from, but I I didn't agree with what yeah. he was was trying to get around us at that point in terms of mm. the fast bowling. I'm not going to run into the nets and bowl twenty percent to Steve Smith and neither of us is going to get anything out of that session. So um, I think one of the best sessions we've ever had is where I tried to bowl 35 to 40 balls at his head for a session (laughs) (laughs) and had to be dragged out of the net. So, no, it's that that competitive net session that we're after and and there's still an element there that you need to, personally, I I feel you, you need to remind the body what bowling fast is like and how that hurts the body and, and there's an adaptability there to that. So in that instance, I didn't I didn't agree with with Drew. When when
1: you're bowing to Steve Smith, I remember watching footage. Where was it? It might have been in England just before the Ashes last year. I think it was. He just come back into the squad and then he you're bowling to him and he he's just talking the entire net session. Yeah. And like you bowl a ball and he's yeah. like you beat him all ends up and he's like not much I can do about that one, my friend. Yeah. Just the weird like what's it like bowling to. Like the absolute, you know... A, chi- a, child a child in child. a man's body. Yes. Mm.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, 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 um, it, it can be very funny at times. It can be very strange. He's just endlessly but, talking, um, right? Yeah, uh, uh, he, he can do that, yeah. And and now Marnus, his little puppy dog, his little shadow has followed him there. It, <laughs> if you get both of them in the same net, it's um, it can be a very strange net. So... <laughs> 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 sometimes you sometimes just sit back and laugh at him, but... Um, you know they're, they're extremely talented players. Obviously, Steve's one of the best in the world for mm. has been for a long time, and Manus is. is starting to the following there, so um, but that that's the they're the next sessions that you're after. Those hugely competitive, mm. at times comical, at times very strange, but mm. um, very competitive. And, and I think that's what we that's how we get most of out of ourselves at our that training as well, and, and mm. um, hopefully at the higher levels in, at game time as well.
1: Mm. Well, obviously that, um, that yeah, England series that's it's sort of um, slated for September, the, mm. the, the ODI series or whatever, I mean, two weeks quarantine, uh, two weeks hotel quarantine, who are you inviting more, Marnus or Steve Smith in a hotel <laughs> quarantine for two weeks? There's a lot of shadow batting going on there. <laughs> yeah, hopefully the other, other uh, end
0: of the hallway you uh, <laughs> your veering, veering up in the butt in the middle of the night so to speak Smith (laughs) but it sounds like uh, we could be we could be uh, away of the away from the ITL boys it sounds like they're getting dropped off on the way back home so it could be could be a smaller contingent in in quarantine back home but hopefully we've got um, we've got some facilities there to quarantine in and train and um, Manus can do his batting in the nets and not in the
2: hallway. <laughs> <laughs> well, we look forward to seeing how all that plays out, Mitch. Thanks so much uh, for chatting with us on the way home from training, from the COVID bubble boy training uh, that you've been doing. And we definitely don't want to get you in trouble with questions. that are just, you know, indulgent questions that you've dealt with well anyway.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Thank you so much for having me. It's always a good laugh.
2: Pezzi, Yeah, you know, Pezzi, go, go with it. I'll get called Pezzi. Girl at school called me that once in year ten. I thought oh. I've never called you Pezzi before, no.
1: but we're going to roll yeah, with now. it. Okay, Pezzi, enjoy Pezzy. that. Enjoy that. Someone's going to say that next week in a comment somewhere on the internet when we're trawling. Mm. Pezzo is when I was going. No, Pezzi, budgie smuggler. And this is the start of the ad. I'm not leaving that out, please. Budgie smuggler, a huge supporter of ours, and have been over the years, and now supporting our
2: greatest. Uh, oh, there I said it.
1: Yeah, our the, greatest. There supporter. you said it. Yeah, name a better duo than Budgie Smuggler and the Great Cricketer. Yeah, exactly. I'll wait. Fuck, I hate that. Anyway, Budgie Smuggler are doing some really good things. They've obviously,
2: we've been supporting swimwear for a long period of time, but now they're getting into the mask game. Exactly. That's so good. Just, so, so, for those unaware who are outside Victoria, it's mandatory to wear masks around in this COVID 19 I was walking down the street
1: the other day and people are cleaning street poles. Yeah. Disinfecting street poles. Mm. So, everything's fucking normal and good. Yep. Everything's completely
2: fine. Mm. Everything's completely mm. fine. You're going well with everything going on at home. Yep. And, uh, uh, you know, if you, if you do have things going on at home, please get it sorted. Anyone out there? But for, for yeah, for those unaware, you have to wear masks in Victoria, and uh, it has given rise to, as as you'd imagine, a lot of people needing masks. Uh, and budgie smuggler are in the mask game now, yep. and they want us to pump this up. Yep. Not only are they doing masks, but they're doing custom design masks. Into it, it's it, it, people are getting into it, and they are they're um, all approved. They're medically up to standard. PPE certified yep. uh, and all that malarkey, ticking all the boxes. Ticking all the boxes. So we're all kind of
1: wearing masks, aren't we? In some
2: way, indeed. You want to expand upon that, or is it? No, just a, yeah, no, just more stuff. Just, just drip feeding some information to you. Nice one. Sorts of things you might get uh, designed. <laughs> On your mask, um, you know, Broad's shock face. This show is about Stuart Broad. Yes. Chris wrote first, Stuart Broad to a lesser extent. Yes. Broad's shock face. Yep. Uh, Jason Holder, who yep. we know and love. Yeah. One of the most important figures in cricket One currently. One of the most important figures. Uh, Rakim Cornwall playing test cricket for his country with yes. two hats on his head. The cover of this show. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, all with a San Francisco 49ers Guernsey on. <laughs> yep. Yeah. But, you know, Gislaine Maxwell. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. look into it. Just there's all sorts of things you can stuff get on there. Yeah. yeah. And, and Budgie Smuggle will accommodate that design. And the good thing about. Uh, Ghislaine
1: Maxwell, for instance, is that her yes. trial's on for another year. So it will remain relevant for a period mm. of time if you want to go down that
2: route. Mm. Whereas, you know, Jason Holder... G. Uh, Maxwell. How important is he going to be? Exactly. BudgieSmugglerUK.com, our great friends.
0: Well, given that the test matches are crammed in a very short period of time, you're going to get that opportunity. What about getting to 500 wickets? Is that a big carrot dangling in front of your eyes? Uh, not really. No,
3: I'm, I'm not really bothered about those sort of milestones.
1: Why the fuck you lying?
3: Why? Why you always lying? Mm, oh, my God. Stop fucking lying.
1: Pezzy. Hashtag ask TGC.
2: I, I, don't, I don't like that name for you. It doesn't feel good. It feels childish. Does that mean by rights as an Australian you are you will continue to call me that? You don't like no, it, it therefore make, I get it? No, because it doesn't make me feel good when I say oh, I see. it.
1: It's funny because everyone calls me Higos in Australia, but Higo in the UK, they dropped the S.
2: You got Missy a lot as well in a former great cricket life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does that still hang around? Missy
1: Higgins was really – no, no. It was just at the time when she was a big artist in Australia. Yeah. And obviously my cousin, which I told many people that as a lie. Anonymous yeah, writes that in – Yeah, that, of course, yeah. Anonymous writes in and he prefaces it with lads. Mm-hmm. Just wanted to get in touch to share a story that happened during a game I was involved in last year in New Zealand club cricket. I was surprised upon rocking up at the ground to see one of the players look even more nervous than normal. Upon further investigation, it was discovered that he had previous dealings with the umpire. Nothing abnormal, as I'm sure you'll agree. But I was surprised with what he said next. And I quote You don't understand, mate. My dad put him away for three years. <laughs> put him away. Put him away for <laughs> three years. Further questioning, of course, followed, and I discovered that not only was his dad a judge, but that the bloke officiating our game today had served a custodial sentence for fraud and was indeed sentenced by our opening batter's father. Intrigued to see how the day played out, I was only left more astonished by the events that followed. Intrigued to see how the day played out. First of all, the umpire tried to give the aforementioned player out court on what was clearly a bump ball, something that even the fielding team admitted to. I was only left more inquisitive when the judge's son was completely triggered LBW, a horror decision. <laughs> Any doubt whatsoever the umpire knew the identity of the cricketer was removed when whilst we were fielding, the aforementioned judge's son had a wicket taken away while bowling after the said umpire no-balled him after cleaning someone's poles up. Why the captain bowled him from that end, I don't know. But anyway, a few takeaways. Number one, if this situation arises again, is it even more imperative that norm, uh, than normal, that we leave all our valuables with our scorer rather than leaving them in the sheds? And two, should the player report this umpire to the relevant cricketing authorities, therefore continuing his family's
2: quest for justice against his man? Thoughts? <laughs> um, that's a unique situation. That's, you know, yeah, we haven't had one like that, so thanks for the question, Anonymous. I look very serious, well-written as well. Uh, well, firstly, on to the second question there. Should he be reported to the cricketing authorities continuing a quest for justice? I mean, has justice not been served? You know, the judge has put him Good away point. for three years. Yeah. He's come out. What more can he do? Exactly. He's yeah. umpiring again. Yeah. I say allow the man his freedom. Mm-hmm. You know, after threes, he's gone away for fraud. Mm-hmm. I mean, many of us should be going away for fraud in mm-hmm. many ways in our life. Well, he's gone away asked, for mate. fraud. He's gone away for threes. I don't know the pa- particulars of the case. We weren't sent them for us to make our own yes. uninformed judgment. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, wrong place, wrong time for the sun, I say. And this is cricket's version of street justice. You know, I, you know, and without having ev- any evidence to back this up, I'd harshly and unfairly suggest all umpires take up the role um, of umpire to compensate for some injustice that they had mm-hmm. early on in their lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can only imagine what Joel Wilson went through, for example. <laughs> with the greatest respect to Joel, to the great man,
1: because I've said
2: great respect to him, so that eliminates all the disrespect. Yes, I've shown that's right. how it works yeah. in law. Um.
1: Yeah, but has, has the umpire been rehabilitated though? Absolutely. Well, his actions suggest that he has not been rehabilitated and he, he will, he's a re-offender. He's oh, a this is recidivism. Candidate. Yes.
2: Well, is it fraudulence, you know? Is it fraudulence again to just, to, you know, I mean, he it, spent three years in the slammer. Yeah, he was saying some things. For fraud, right? And then you get one chance as an umpire just to trigger the judge's son. Mm. It's just a bit of cricket. Mm. Is his son a good player? Probably not. He's probably used to it. Mm. Uh, I mean, what's he meant to do? Is he meant to umpire him fairly and squarely? mm. Get out of here. Mm. Umpires give guys out for worse reasons than being sent to jail for three years. (laughs) (laughs) Umpires give blokes out for looking at them the wrong way or throwing the ball at them in a manner which they can't catch it with. And now this umpire's in trouble because his judge put him away in a slam of three. <laughs> I mean, they're all good questions. They're all good questions. Thank you for the question, Anonymous. Tom Rollinson writes in, dear hashtag ask TGC. does make sense. As a devoted fan of the podcast, I can't think of any better way to seek advice on a deeply troubling issue. I can't think of a better way. Yeah. I've recently reached my 20s, celebrating in true lockdown style by getting pissed off attempting to play golf, following by badgering cricket net videos. Brackets. Why has this become a thing? Close brackets. Returning home from university has left a void in my life, desperate to be Alfred or chanted by my fellow TGC badgery housemates, which leads me on to my problem. Instead of the traditional happy birthday mate messages being received and posted on social media, I was greeted by terms such as champ, ankles, decaf and even daddy kisser <laughs> with the intention to publicly humiliate me. Have I been alpha on my birthday of all days or am I in fact the alpha figure in the group living in their heads rent free and causing them to attempt to demoralise me on this day? Also, thoughts on the downfall of Root following his swap from GM to New Balance, averaging seventy-one point two and forty-five respectively. Cheers, lads. Love the cast, Tom. He goes. First of all, Tom, do you kiss your dad with that
1: mouth? Mm. Secondly, yes, you've been Alfred. Um, I don't think they're being referred to as daddy kisser. It doesn't scream to me big dick energy.
2: Mm. Uh, for if for someone's mine. willing to call you daddy kisser publicly. Yeah. I- I'm guessing you're not an alpha because if you were, Mm. that person wouldn't write that. But then
1: at the same time, you know, as it's coming from blokes who are also listening to this peripheral podcast filmed in the depths of, you know, the COVID epicentre in Australia, then I think you're probably going to be okay. I think you're probably going to be okay. Fourthly, if they want to call you DK from now on, you know, daddy kisser, let me know. Yep. Um, Fifthly... Um, GM to me is a bit yuck and I can't think of many players who looked good except for maybe Quentin DeCock or maybe Ross Taylor who looked good with a GM. Steve Waugh? Not for me. It's gritty. Steve Waugh. was gritty. Steve Waugh was an elegant, good looking.
2: When I say look good, I just mean the entire image of safety that he perpetrated. Yeah, but that, you, that, well, that's a different question that you're asking there. I'm thinking... What about, does look good mean? You just mean as a stroke maker? A stroke maker, yeah. 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 Uh... I think Ollie Pope uses use the GM now, i to say that. I think GM is would class- be classical. It's pure. And they actually had a bat called the purist. Yeah, that's and true. And we are fans We're, of purity. Yeah, we wrote about that. Mm. Uh, I mean, I think we need to clear up a few terms. Obviously, badger, like for, for the Aussie listeners, like badger mm. is a very English term. I mean, yeah. cricket badger is like a snuff yeah. or a nuff, Yeah. Something like that. No. This, is a, this is a cross-cultural uh, exchange on this show. Yeah. After all. Uh, he's a self-aware yeah. badger, Tom. In this, uh, I'm not sure if there is – like he, the suppressed premise in this post is that each exchange confers an alpha and a beta. Like there has to be one or the other. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if that's true here. Like I, I find it difficult to ascribe an alpha to anybody involved in this exchange. You know, you've got his mates who've decided to execute like a choreographed humiliation publicly on Facebook during someone's birthday. Oh, choreographed. That's not very alpha. It's like, like there's a WhatsApp going, oh, let, let's get him and let's call him – cool things like decaf and ankles <gasps> got him you know mm. uh but on the other hand mm. our mate here is calling himself a badger and he's asking about roots sponsorship mm. and quoting a- averages to the, to the first decimal place mm. so that's not, not his sh- research
1: that's not his research to the first decimal place what is this fucking village hour <laughs> second and third decimal places from now on please dk i,
2: I like this aggression from you please uh yeah, I'm not sure that's a classic alpha among anyone in this exchange, including us. It doesn't sound like the
1: household is filled with, you know, women's underwear, you know. Was, there was no conferment with, you know, women in the household. And what is the sound of that?
2: From experience. <laughs> the it's, it's, that. Not the, it's not the sound of a house with women's underwear through it. You, are you familiar with what those sounds are? I've been to a brothel. Tim Chandler. I'll just carry on. <laughs> Why does Ollie Pope make me feel so safe? <laughs> I'm a university graduate living at home. No job prospects, no work experience, no money. I face a post-COVID world which almost certainly means economic ruin and a catastrophic rise in house prices. Mm. I'm not sure about that. Why does a ginger the same age as me who hits a ball with a plank make me feel like this is all fine? Mm. Why am I happy to watch camera shots of him on the England balcony whilst I lie in bed covered in what's-it dust? <laughs> Why? Yeah. So The funny thing
1: to, about the what's it Dust is that I looked that up because I don't know too. what a what's it the yeah. It's twisties.
2: They're twisties in Australia. Oh, is, oh, it's a, is same, it? It's the same thing. Oh, is same it? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, look, same, I, same I, I like, got um, what's it as a chicken and cheese dish. As <laughs> a dish? Like, a dish. Well no, it's yeah. a packet it of makes, chips. It makes sense, yeah. Crisps. What's it Dust? Yeah, they're twisties, yeah. It's yeah. like
1: uh, Shaw with Rexona and Voxel and Holden, that kind of Got it, kind got it, got it, got it, got it. Yeah. Anyway, what's it dust? Just sounds. It could be anything. So so nefarious. What's it dust? I'm into it. I know. Uh, Anyway, um, so there's that um then there's no ollie pope hasn't earned the right to make a country feel safe yet with balcony laden images of him you need to score at least ten thousand test runs to make anyone feel safe yeah
2: but it's the symmetry of his entire hairy
1: forearms at least i think you need to be involved he needs to be involved in some sort of brexit negotiation to make a country feel safe he needs to be involved like a he needs to be the catalyst of some sort of a win which um you know invokes some sort of covid vaccine
2: to feel safe. To feel safe in any oh. sort
1: of content. He's too young. He's twenty-two years old. He has a nice cover drive. Sure, don't get me wrong. Also, love redheads. Craig McDermott was my first love as a player. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, redheads good into him. Yeah, I don't know. I, I but mean, safety is safety on a balcony. Well, no, nah, nah, it's too t- early. T-
2: but Tim's saying he does. So he's saying he's just asking why. Mate,
1: he's covering in what's it dust. This cunt doesn't know what's going on. This a lot. I love this new Higos. I think the coffee didn't hit this morning. I just yeah. feel a
2: bit. Yeah. No, roll with it though. Uh, ah, fuck off. <laughs> Hugh Rigney writes in. <laughs> Boys, are we going to ignore the elephant in the room that is that fat house track in the middle of the new pods? I need a trigger warning for that shit. My jaw is swinging like a rusty gate just listening to it. DJ Higos from Upstairs Cargo. <sighs> well, you well, it's, in yourself? Um, uh, it's, you yeah. know. It's, it's, nice, it's nice to get um, – Is his name Hugh Rigney or
1: is that a uh, – That's no, not a burner account of mine. Eh. Hugh Rigney, yeah, no, yeah. I didn't pick that up. Uh, all right, last one of the week, Pez. Joseph Woolley. Hashtag Ask for you legends. So after having oh, nice. a very standard third grade game last season, 11 not out, batting at six, which I ran up to 20-odd, and two for 30-odd. I thought I, <laughs> – it <fucking laughs> well, still so works. Weird. It's lazy <laughs> and it works. <laughs> I thought I'd earned a round on the circuit. I thought I'd earn it around on the circuit. I've earned this. Yeah. To cut a long story short, a friend sent me up with a girl and we ended up back at her place. Then she hits me with a question as we're chatting on the couch, do you play any sports? Now, my initial reaction is to lie, saying no or pretend I play footy but was forced to retire with a knee injury. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, as I was deciding deciding which lie to go with, the words were already coming out of my mouth. Yeah, play a bit of cricket, (coughs) ha-ha. Nervously awaiting her reply, she says, oh, nice – How good has Paddy Cummins been looking lately? Uh And boys, to put it lightly, I've never been more attracted to a person in my entire life. My question for you is, why am I bashful of my cricket playing other than the fact I've averaged 6.11 and taken six catches over the last two seasons? Why do we keep ourselves in the proverbial cricket closet? Should I wear it with pride or continue to keep it close to my chest? Great to have you boys back in my ears again. God bless. Yeah.
2: It's just... It's a
1: very uh, nicely worded question, Joseph. Yeah, thanks, it's Joseph. friendly for once.
2: Yeah. Uh, I think it's just very rational. Mm. I'd be more concerned if Joseph, without any self-awareness, responded to the question about Cummins by launching into how much he loves cricket and loves playing with his mains because that's the surefire way to conclude the relationship before it commences. 100%. What, so it's... I think he's on the right track mentally, emotionally, spiritually. I did want to clarify when his, um, his uh, compadre said, oh, nice, how good has Patty Cummins been looking lately, whether she was referring to his playing or his eyes. Yep. Possibly both because both would apply. Uh, but even so, that's yeah. f- I, whichever made him feel attracted to her, go with it. But, yeah, I, I think stick with the bashfulness of it. Yeah. Don't let it out of the closet. The only thing that I'm worried about is that Joseph actually really does love the game. Like he's a he's an absolute uh well let's say badger, badger. for it. He's a badger for it. Yep. In which case you're gone anyway because it'll be you won't be able to suppress it. <laughs> She'll come and watch you. You average 6.11 and the uh truth about uh y- yeah the, the sadness in your life will will become clear. But mm. you know, as as Monty and Greg Matthews says just own it brother. I think yeah something we've spoken about a lot um is that you
1: should never despite committing like 30 30 hours a week for probably 80% of your entire mm. adult. Part time job, according to the OECD. All that kind of stuff, you know, you should never admit to actually liking the game um, through fear of being vulnerable, mm. especially like if you're going to say it to the opposite sex, because, you know, in my experience, you know, 98% of the time they're going to go, oh, I hate cricket. Yeah. And then I have to say, so do I. And I do, but also, mm. you know, like this is my job. So, mm. the,
2: you know. Mm. He's like, oh, what do you, yeah. you play? You play
1: pro. Oh, you I play must, third grade. You see, but you must like it. Oh, yeah, but I don't want to tell you how much, mm.
2: you know? But it's also yeah, I want to I don't reveal even that too. Like, I, like I want it. to
1: reveal that. I want to reveal that.
2: And then it kind of precipitates a conversation of like where, where you're like, oh, I don't, like I don't, I play, like I don't really like. I've been playing for so long, mm. I don't really like it. And then, mm. and then the missus or the partners like, why do, you, why do you do it? You're like, oh, I don't, I don't
1: know. Because I didn't realize how much it's just been my entire life until I just have to say it. She's mm. like, oh, you live in the UK? Yeah, I played over there. I mm. oh, so you really like it. Oh yeah, but, oh, what do you do? Oh, <sighs> I'm doing a lot of exhaling out loud yeah. in conversations. Yeah. And then I go. Strange man to a sock while crying.
2: Sorry, got in your way there. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, can you end the show now.
2: <laughs> Thanks to Jack Leach. Thanks to Mitchell Stark. Polite man, Jack Leach. Very polite. Say. Very polite. Humble. Yeah. Just ahead of the comments that will come out after that. Oh, Jack didn't. Uh, you know, Jack didn't talk about. You know, tubbing or circuits or say any swear mm. words. Maybe sometimes in test cricket, there are just guys who are nice people, nice Mm. and polite people who play cricket.
1: And what we're saying is there, we don't trust it, and what are we secrets? See you next week.